0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See bball B ball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.
1: Welcome, one, welcome all to volume, I'm not sure what, of the NFC. East mixtape, a.k.a. the NFC Beast mixtape. You can listen to this on any one of SB Nation's NFC East blog podcast networks. That is Bleeding Green Nation for Philadelphia Eagles content. Blog of the Boys for Dallas Cowboys content. Big Blue View for New York Giants content. Or Hogs Haven for Washington Commanders content. You can also watch this on the Bleeding Green Nation YouTube channel or the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. You can see or hear our wonderful voices. He is Brandon Lee Gowden from Bleeding Green Nation. I am RJ Ochoa from Blog of the Boys. Brandon, welcome to December, effectively, as far as the NFL is concerned.
2: Uh, it's still November 29th, as we're recording this. So the next NFL quite.
1: game is des- in December, though. That's kind of what I'm, where I'm coming
2: okay. from. Today is November. Um, 86 is the number you were looking for for the mm. episode. You can 86 Gross number. intro.
1: There's no great player in NFL history that wore 86. Zach Ertz. I mean, I was going to say Heinz Ward. So I guess both Pennsylvania people. But um, you know, at least Heinz Ward was the MVP of his Super Bowl win.
2: So I mean... Decker, it's caught the game winning touchdown, but no big deal. Uh, it was kind
1: of a fumble, really. For it honest. was not, he really <laughs> caught it though,
2: too. It, also, it was not the ball was dead as soon as he passed the goal line. Anyway, uh, RJ, we have a Apple podcast five star review from Don Giggs. Okay, what, what network
1: is this on? Because I have one at Blog on the Boys. Okay, so you have a BGN, I have
2: a BTB one. Go for it. Go it's for pretty for long, it. so I don't know if I want to read the whole thing. Um, sorry, Don. Well, I mean, it's not about Don. It's just that I, I want to respect the listeners' time here, uh, especially if we have two reviews. But I'm just going to get into it. Mine is uh, very short. I'm reading this cold, by the way. I just opened this. I have no idea what this says. It could be really bad. It could be great. Uh, Title, thank you, RJ. 1st longtime listener of Bleeding Green Nation and the NFC mixtape, he said. Incorrect. It's the Com- NFC Common error.
1: A, a lot of people make that mistake, including I say parents.
2: it wrong. We all say it wrong, so yeah. it's fine. Uh, no mm-hmm. big deal. It happens. Uh, great pods. Go, Birds. Second As a Birds fan of 35 years, I want to thank RJ. Sincerely, the latest pod has helped me get back to truly loathing Cowboys fans for what they are in the depths of their souls. This season has been a challenge for me. RJ has been pretty subjective, and it's made me feel very uncomfortable. I do not like to look at a Cowboys fan and say, hey, that guy's not so bad. I like my Cowboys fans. To bring out the worst in me i like my cowboys fans to remind me of my college girlfriend yikes uh delusional and annoying <laughs> it keeps balance in the force so thank you rj your delusional bravado is classic cowboy fan. we've seen this movie before and it's not a good movie it's sharknado 4 it's troll 2 it's anything with kirk cameron geez uh i'm looking forward to the yeah kirk cameron catching a stray i'm looking forward to the rest of the season please maintain this energy when the eagles win the division and go farther than the cowboys in the playoffs yet again as they've done time and time again since the last time dallas even sniffed the nfc championship game best love to you both
1: um so i really don't understand maybe you read it too i guess am i being thanked for being an obnoxious cowboys fan Or for not being an obnoxious fan and therefore inciting what he wishes was an obnoxious fan?
2: I think he is happy that you have taken a turn into being such a homer and so delusional Uh, that he can hate you again. Because there was a point where maybe he found you likeable. uh, Uh, This is a strong review by Don Giggs. And a a fan for 35 years. You know, big respect here.
1: I will say um, just... Don's being a little bit redundant at the very end, like, oh, the Eagles have gone farther than the Cowboys ever since the Cowboys sniffed the NFC Championship. Yeah, like, if they haven't been to the NFC Championship game, like, obviously, you know, the Eagles are going farther. Like, you know, that's all I'm saying. That's a redundant point. You know, you know, mm. let's just let's, let's be more matter of fact. Like the review that came to us from Jabardzi on the blog and the boys network. This is also an Eagles fan five star rating. Uh, it is titled literally Eagles fan here. And it just says and I'm going to read it verbatim. Please tell BLG that Sue is a direct replacement for Barnett as the quote. It's always him guy. Mm. So I don't know what that means. Um, like
2: a dirty player. Like going to have a dumb penalty. Uh, I, th- I think in Dominican, Sue is kind Derek of Barnett had that.
1: the game winning play in the Super Bowl. What are, Now who's catching strays?
2: I mean, Sue was, I think, shed that label. You know, like that was a long time ago when he kind of had, you know, a like, dirty player. I feel like for the most part, at least two things on Sue as we get ready to
1: start our assessment of the NFC East again, the NFC beast. Um, one. Sue has a a, a checkered past as far as that kind of stuff, but he is way too cool of a player to wear number 74. I recognize that not a lot of options available, but tough scene, like just not, not
2: a good look. Don't disagree. Uh, Not good on the Jersey number analytics, but yeah, there's just not a lot of options, obviously at this point in the season. Yeah, not his
1: fault. Um, Second thing, I can tell this story later. I can tell it now if you'd like. I once won a camera from Indomin Kong, Sue. Have I ever told you this before? Yeah, like a a digital camera. This was Mm. like 2011, so digital cameras were a lot cooler um like man talk about catching straights digital cameras are now like kind of irrelevant you know like Hmm. do you know anybody who uses a, a digital camera instead of their phone not really i used to think there was no way that we would just like you know that phone quality images would replace cameras but here we are um the long story shortened is um way back in the beginning days of twitter like 2010 2011 ish um he did a partnership like uh you know way before like ads were a thing uh with i think Canon. Um, and he gave away five cameras on Twitter and I won one. So I had a camera okay. that Kong Su sent me. So, um, friend of the pod, you could say like in a very loose, um, loose way. There
2: you go. Exciting. Yeah. Shout out to me. You um, know, RJ, I have a, uh, a gripe with people to get off my chest. It's, it's going to lead us into what we're actually talking about on this episode, okay. uh, which is the best division in the NFL. I mean, everyone is using this term nfc beast and no one is crediting us i want i want everyone to call out anytime someone is using that term uh and not crediting us because we invented that
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I agree i mean um i i think similarly
1: the way people are saying it's the nfc beast they're saying like the inverse of that is well it's not the nfc least right anymore also something that is intellectual property of ours um True. so um it does kind of feel like um you're way more into music than i am mm. um
2: so like you're a big you, music I, reference guy on the monday football monday episode sometimes you'll just drop one in there that surprises me i'm like oh I'd know well, I'd i know that band or song
1: i'm a citizen of the world you know i like to be a, a citizen of a lot of things but you are like you go to concerts like you you know i feel like you're more into some like sure. you're, you're you're more strong in conviction in music than i am um and so what this kind of feels like is um and i'm sure you've dealt with this before mm. it's like when we we liked this band you know what I mean? And now they've gone mainstream, and now everybody's like, "This band is awesome." We're like, "Wait a minute, no! Like, chill out. This was our thing, you know. Quit, quit ruining. You know, th- th- we were having fun. They were playing these local bars or whatever, and we were just kind of here enjoying and eating good food and drinking good drinks. Like, now you're here ruining it. Like, now you're ticket mastering this thing.
2: I'm not a big fan of gatekeeping, which is kind of what you're talking right, about right. here. I just think like. It's, you just have to, so it's not gatekeeping to me if you at least just acknowledge, you know, where this came from. Like, oh, this person was really big onto this thing before everyone else was. It's not about like, you have to bow down to them and give them all the credit or you can't enjoy it. But like, let's just be transparent. Let's be honest here. Let's just, you know uh let's just not let's call it for like it is let's not pretend you know know that we didn't invent this you
1: know why we deserve credit brandon we invented the nfc's mixtape literally the season that the division was won with a seven and nine record all right so if anyone's going to question our legitimacy here they can step all right you know uh you and i we were here blink 182 all right we mm. loved it before take off your pants and jacket everything was great around here and then all the mainstream shut up and just now i mean the show's still great the music's still awesome but like now there's a lot of people you know it's mm. just you know chill out let us have our space again
2: let's get into it rj
1: what version of the cd did you have that album
2: um what do you mean like the color or whatever
1: yeah like the color and the logo i had she the had- jacket
2: i didn't have the actual copy so this is going back to like high school my friend like burned me cds of Ah, a couple of their albums so it's like Uh, a
1: like the silver like cdr yeah like and he
2: wrote like on sharpie you know the name on the yeah yep
1: wow brandon just confessed to doing something illegal
2: i mean i didn't do it i (laughs) burned it he gave them to me
1: wow i supported the industry to be very clear um all right let's talk uh we as always go in divisional standing order the philadelphia eagles currently 10 and 1 best record in the nfl obviously best record in the nfc east 40 to 33 victory over the green bay packers do you want me to go first do you want to go first i i think you'll be interested in my thoughts but it's up to you
2: uh let's hear your take
1: the so i locked that i locked the, up the, the Packers.
2: boys couldn't beat I
1: locked up the Packers um on our other show that we do together everybody should go subscribe to and listen to the SB Nation NFL show you can listen to Brandon and I together every Friday with um I was going to say our good friend but you know our colleague Rob Stats um and uh, I locked up the Packers at plus 7 so it was a push not a win not a loss uh, a loss as far as making you money is concerned right. Um, But I did feel like the Packers would play them tough. And I did feel for a little bit of this game, like a handful of moments, like, holy crap, that's prime Aaron Rodgers. Like there were some throws where you're like, that is Aaron Rodgers. Now Mm -hmm. that dissipated very quickly. The Jordan Love stuff at the end was kind of cute. This was a really emphatic answer to the two-week sputter by the Eagles. Still kind of a, a, you know, what's going on here? My, My big takeaway, like if you're an Eagles fan, is that this is not sustainable. Like you can't have Jalen Hurts run for a thousand yards every single sure. game. I mean, and that that would be the concern. I mean, I and so I, I think he's answered that call many times. So I don't know that there's like reason to doubt, but the 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 force with which this game was won probably will not happen again just because that's the way the NFL works. But it was a really impressive shutdown of the weird energy surrounding the team. Um, but stock down for Mike Tarico, who gave praise to Nick Siriani for cussing mm-hmm. out Colts fans. That's all I have to say.
2: Okay. Uh, it was a weird game in the sense that, like, they start 13-0. It's like, oh, it's going to be a blowout. This looks like, you know, oh dude, back yeah. on track. <laughs> a, it then, was a
1: weird first quarter. That was the weirdest yeah, first quarter I've ever seen.
2: So many points scored so quickly. And then the Eagles go down, and it's like, oh, no. Like, this is the same team that is going to fall apart. Uh, and the last couple of weeks are certainly uh, more troubling than maybe we thought. But then they pull ahead again. So, really strange game. Um, Aaron Rodgers comes out, as you mentioned. um uh, I think they don't need to win like that is the key thing. though. It's not like Jalen Hurts needs to run for a billion yards from the end to win, unlike last year when that was the case. Mm-hmm. And I think he is kind of being maybe not credited enough just from a standpoint of everyone's talking about the rushing, and that was obviously a big deal and a big story. But I don't think he was rushing in this game uh, just as like a crutch because he couldn't throw. He made some really good – the back shoulder touchdown there to Chris Watkins was like – A really nice throw uh he made some really important key throws in this game um so i I don't think you know it was that he couldn't throw i think part of it is just the packers run defense clearly not very good yeah the game didn't call for it as much right they didn't didn't need to throw they're just dominating on the ground anytime they ran the ball they're getting incredible push up front uh with that offensive line so you know i think that's the story of the game the defense had like a weird game in that they give up 33 points which is almost twice the amount the Packers have had in terms of their high water mark this year on the road. The previous was 17. But there were some short fields in here. Special teams was an issue. They just, who, who is allowing, first of all, who is like even returning kicks anymore in the NFL? And then which special teams units are allowing teams to like regularly get 50 yards? They had two plus 50, 50 plus yard returns in this game. So that was insane. And then, the, you know, there was a turnover on downs, um, which is kind of a weird uh, situation because Eagles are so good in those uh, in those spots and then there was the AJ Brown fumble a second in two weeks which that's, is just
1: that's a little kind of that's the kind of stuff that like wasn't happening right that's like now sure. it's like you know call it regression call it variance whatever those weird whoops daisy things that are generally somewhat common for NFL teams the Eagles had avoided and they won this game in spite of them but like those things are starting to rear their ugly head just a little bit.
2: But it is weird. Like, that's not – I'm not worried about A.J. Brown continuing to fumble. He had zero fumbles since 2020 uh, prior to last week. You know, he was doing the last two weeks. And I'm sure you saw – he apparently was dealing with like, some real crazy uh, stomach bug that caused him to lose seven pounds, and he had like this like, gross-looking bloodshot eye after the game because apparently he was like throwing up so much uh, that that caused that. So, you know, there's some weird stuff in there, and he kind of did redeem himself with um, a big third-down catch at one point in the touchdown catch. So, um, you know, not really worried about him long-term, but certainly just kind of a, a weird stretch here for him. Uh, but overall, uh, they're 10-1. They covered the spread um, as, as it was – earlier in the day it was 6.5 yeah I, I caught my, it at
1: seven when i yeah. locked it
2: right um i did my i do my uh, weekly picks against the spread column on sunday morning and it was 6.5 at that point so they did cover the spread from that standpoint and i think i looked before the game right before the game too it was still 6.5 um so they held on they never really like put the game away like you wanted them to like the packers like kind of back into it and then
1: well it the, the jordan love touch, the to christian watson touch and that was really weird like it was actually kind of like whoa <laughs> like, yeah.
2: this happened you, like well, that, it's like it, okay the game's over the backup quarterback right. is in um and i think part of that was you know so if you didn't know reed blankenship an undrafted rookie free agent the only undrafted rookie free agent to ever pick off aaron Rodgers, which by the way that was an incredible play it really hand. was that pick, i was like that was like almost like Malcolm Butler on Russell Wilson. Not not quite, you know, the same impact and highlight, but like just that like shocking, just jumped around, exploded, caught the ball. Um, crazy. But um, but yeah, he he certainly, you know, he's an undrafted rookie for, for a reason. You know, he he blew his assignment or took a poor angle, whatever you want to call it. And Kristen Watson is really fast. Uh, he's like a 4-3 guy. Reed Blankenship is a four-five-five guy, so it's kind of a big difference there. Um, and, that, and that's part of – that's another big story, RJ, coming out of this game is, you know, the Eagles had another massive injury. Conchanti Gardner johnson goes down, a lacerated kidney. Dude, um, that
1: sounds awful. Like, that is so terrible.
2: I remember Miles uh, Austin, your boy, that's uh, right. talking about how he had one of those with the Browns, and he was just, like, urinating blood. Um, so, yeah, not, not a great situation.
1: Um, on a – That's a hard thing to transition off of, Uh, but you said Miles. I don't think that Miles Sanders got like any love for Mm. his game because Jalen Hurts got all the love. And I remember once upon a time, I argued for Miles Sanders being one of the more underrated players in the NFC East. I got a lot of blowback, got a lot of blowback from Eagles fans. Miles Sanders sucks. Miles Sanders terrible. Um, Not that this is important, but just for context, um, like what my perception was. I at the end of the afternoon games, I was looking at a situation where I was going to be at 15 points in my fantasy league of record with just mm. Miles Sanders going up yeah, against AJ it. Brown in the Eagles' defense. I also had Josh Jacobs who gave me that comfortable lead based off the, the game winner. But then, like, Miles, like, whatever teeny tiny question I had, Miles Sanders vanquished very early on. Um, again, not getting enough credit, Miles Sanders is. I think. Uh,
2: I think this was his best game. Like, I mean, obviously it was from a standpoint of his actual highest rushing total, but just in the way he ran, like this was not the Miles Sanders we've necessarily seen all season. Not to say he's had a bad year, but he was like making guys miss. He was like running through contact. Like that's not, like I'd like to see more of this Miles Sanders. It's kind of funny that even in his best game, he still wasn't the leading rusher because Dylan Hertz outrushed him, which that's I mean, not like this big indictment, but it is kind of funny uh, that that was the case. So yeah, he was huge as well. And um, Packers run defense certainly had a lot to do with that, but he took advantage.
1: I think, you know, the Packers still, like, even though as bad as they are, they have this, like, well, it's Aaron Rodgers, blah, blah, blah. Like, they have this image that, like, nobody wants to let go of. Um, So I, I think anybody that, you know, was truly objective this time a week ago, would have said if the Eagles are going to drop one of their two games, their upcoming two games, it would have been to the Titans over the Packers, right? Even though the like image and mm-hmm. presentation of the Packers is what it is. And so like this Packers game actually makes me super interested in like mm. as much more than I already was. So in this Eagles Titans game, because and I saw you tweet about this during the game, like, why, why are you not handing the ball off to A.J. Dillon every single play,
2: like, like at this yeah. point in time? like I, I mean, I tweeted he, that at one point. I was, I,
1: well, thank you for listening. Play. I literally just said the words that I saw that you tweeted that. So, you know, good job, us. Uh, But, uh, <laughs> I mean, he was dominating, like like owning. Like, I mean, you talked about, like, the way Miles Sanders was running. It, it was – people use the phrase, like, shot out of a cannon. It was literally, like, shot out of a cannon and, like, bowling over Eagles defenders. So, maybe me think, like, man, what is Derrick Henry going to do to this team? And the hmm. Titans are just a much more efficient team and this this like sounds hot takey, but it's just the reality. Like Ryan Tannehill is not going to make the mistakes that Aaron Rodgers is making these days. I mean, unless Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is playing the Cowboys, of course. Um, so I'm interested. I'm interested to see that matchup. Um, this was a very weird game that the Eagles won to get to ten and one. And correct me if I'm wrong. A win over the Titans clinches a playoff berth for the Eagles this week
2: um it's like it's multiple things need to happen it's like okay. eagles need to beat the titans and then the giants need to win over the commanders and then the we'll get dolphins need to beat the san francisco 49ers and then the rams mm-hmm. need to beat the were the rams playing rams need to beat someone i think <laughs> i forget but they're probably not going to beat them because the rams are terrible let me look that up really quick the rams are playing the seahawks yeah probably not gonna uh,
1: okay um. So the Eagles jumped up from fourth in team DVOA last week to third. Dallas fell from second to fourth. I thought this was strange because, like, obviously, you know, when I first like glanced at this, I was like, "Who jumped up?" Like, I kind of like over over glossed it. Did Did you see who jumped ahead of both of them? Dolphins. The Ravens. the The Baltimore Ravens. Are, the Bills are currently number one in total hey. team DVOA. The Ravens are second, after being third a week ago. So the hmm. Cowboys fell from 2nd to 4th, the Eagles jumped from 4th to 3rd, the Ravens fell, excuse me, improved from 3rd to 2nd. How? Like like
2: I mean, Ravens have lost a lot of close games, so like I get but, that they might just be But just based a little...
1: based off the last week cuz that's, you know, this is sure. improvement like, you know, it's strange. Um I'm not
2: saying it makes perfect sense, but I am saying like I get the bigger picture concept that the ra- you know, Ravens might be a little bit better than their record indicates, although, you know, quarterback hasn't been playing well for a while, so that's a problem.
1: Um I have reached the point where I know we've had a lot of fun but I am very confident that the NFC winner is the Cowboys or the Eagles like I I don't like I mean the only other team I would give like any sort of like I wouldn't say odds to but like likelihood or whatever is the 49ers like I
2: don't don't think they can though right like just where they are
1: i'm saying to sure. win the nfc not not the number one seed. i'm sorry like to oh, okay. win the sorry. nfc yeah. as, as a whole not not to you know sure. like be the number one seed in the conference but
2: I mean, the 49ers absolutely can yeah they, i mean it's hard to doubt the team that has made the championship game two of the last right. three years to say they if you can't are curi- do it yeah
1: if you are curious though um so 538 has the eagles chances of, of getting the one seed at 62 percent and so mm-hmm. we're talking just nfc teams dallas is next at 18 minnesota's next at 17 but that's obviously yeah. based on like Their position at the moment. The 49ers are next at 2%. So huge drop off um, at that point in time. But this is kind of what I I was talking about. Like 538's chances of winning the Super Bowl. So the Chiefs lead the way at 23%. The Cowboys just ahead of the Eagles, 15 to 14%. The Niners are the. Well, I think some of it. So these are quarterback adjusted rankings, right? So Mm -hmm. 538 clearly values Dak over more than Jalen Hurts, you know. Again, like just based on this, this is like, look, I know there's some a lot of Eagles fans. This is their methodology. It's not mine. I'm having fun with it, but it is theirs. Uh, the 49ers are the NFC team. Uh, so Dallas is 15% as far as just NFC teams. Philadelphia, 14. San Francisco, 7. Minnesota, 6. And the next NFC team is the Bucks, uh, with a 1% chance. So that's what I'm saying. Like the Super Bowl representative for the NFC, I'm I'm very, I would say is like I'm 75 to 80% confident is going to be Dallas or
2: Philadelphia. I mean, yeah them or the, the 49 it's, it's this this the feels
1: three. like you mentioned san francisco this feels 2019 san francisco seattle-ish and remember that game that that division and therefore the one seed came down to week what was 17 at the time um that game in seattle that san francisco won by a yard um that mm-hmm. gave that gave them the one seed which was significant because because they you know wound up going to the super bowl obviously
2: um, I mean, it's it's one of those three, or barring the like the situation that you can't rule out, but is extremely I would say unlikely at this point. Tom Brady just going, you know, nuclear and like figuring it well, out. Well, but... that
1: would that would be the case for like like Minnesota gets it together, right? Like like no, arbitrary... I don't think you can well, say I, that. Like, I don't I'm think saying, you can give them the. Benefit I'm saying of the doubt. arbitrary team X gets hot, like the Bengals of last year. Yeah, but, but I think in the NFC.
2: more than any other team, it could be you know Tom Brady, but it probably would be, not.
1: But who's next after that? It's probably Minnesota, like in terms of likelihood. And after that, mm-hmm. it's Seattle? Seattle. I mean, so
2: I mean, the Commanders, maybe if
1: we'll get to the Commanders. Let's move. Um, A lot's been said about the Cowboys game already as we move on in divisional standings. The Cowboys um, cemented that first and second place in the division will be Dallas or Philadelphia by sweeping the Giants on Thanksgiving Day. Like I said, we're almost a week removed from the game, especially on the day this episode drops on Wednesday. So everything about the game has been covered, but this was a significant win. Signif- I hate, hate that So many Cowboys fans are like, oh, man, we just played three games in 12 days. Everybody does that. Every single team does that. The Giants did it. Like literally every single team does it. I also tweeted out and wrote about this. Cowboys now have a huge rest advantage over the Indianapolis Colts. I don't know why this happens. Like this is so unfair to the Colts and it happens to lots of teams every year, blah, blah, blah. Cowboys coming off a Thursday game, obviously Thanksgiving. The Colts coming off of a Monday night game, and the Colts have to travel. Now, granted, the Monday night game was in Indianapolis. They lost. Jeff Saturday sucks. Everybody saw it. Uh my Colts, I did pick them, but you know, it's really a lack of faith in Steelers than anything. Um, anyway, uh huge, huge, huge rest advantage. The Cowboys, and this, I I don't know 538's exact methodology. I have to imagine that they have the the at this point in time, the best the most friendly road they have the best schedule whatever you want to call it I mean their next three games are against the AFC South and they're the non Jaguars teams who look a little bit cute right now um I mean I'm sorry the non-Titans teams who are the best team that's what I meant to say so they've got the Colts at home the Texans at home and then the Jaguars on the road it's hard to see how they are not 11 and 3 by the time they meet the Eagles on Christmas Eve but anything can happen it is the NFL uh
2: Cowboys did not cover the spread by the way
1: Uh, That was a bad beat at the very end. It was,
2: but as you said with the Devontae fumble, that turned into a touchdown in the Commanders game. It still counts. Um, So they didn't cover the spread. I mean, I took the Giants to win. Obviously, I didn't feel good about that as the week was like or we were getting closer to the game and like everyone and the Giants are missing like eight seven or eight defensive or starters total or something they were down bad it was so it was a
1: a rough Dallas did the like Thanksgiving Day thing where they played down to their opponent in the first Mm -hmm. half but to their credit unlike previous years they pulled them and I would say Dak Dak pulled them out of it in the second half that was one of the most impressive
2: halves of football he's ever had well and Michael Gallup I thought Gallup was awesome in that game like he He was making like
1: he looks like like him. he really kind of found himself in minnesota and really in minnesota looked like the version of himself before he tore his acl so he's really kind of coming along now
2: the hands catches specifically really stood out because i thought some of those balls weren't like terrible balls by deck but they weren't necessarily great and he was just making like incredible catch after incredible catch in high leverage situations i thought gallup was really good yeah he definitely looked back so that really stood out to me um real quick on the colts point it's also like this is subtle but The Cowboys play earlier too. It's not like they didn't even play a Thursday night football game. They play, you know, at four. And they didn't.
1: And the the Colts didn't play Monday at four either. Like they, yeah. So
2: there's even like an hour difference too, and not just the day difference.
1: When Um, I wrote about that, just quickly, the team who's gotten like screwed the worst this season has been the New Orleans Saints. I don't know if you saw that. Um, Tough, too bad. Well, after after playing on Monday night football, granted a game in New Orleans, Mm -hmm. they had to travel to face the Pittsburgh Steelers, who were coming off of their bye, like that. That's what I'm saying. Like that's like it's like that. Teams who are coming off their but that's going to happen. But that's like no. But like, how hard is it to have teams play each other coming off their buys? You know, like match up. You know, the buys that way.
2: Like the Eagles. The Eagles got royally screwed one year. I forget. I think this is like 2011 where they had to play like the Patriots on the road and then the Seahawks (laughs) the next week on the road on Thursday night. So they had to travel across the country in a short week. That's, that's just like, the Eagles also
1: um, caught a little benefit just for full context. Um, So they played in Houston, granted a road game um, on on Thursday night football, the night Mm -hmm. the Astros won game five. And then the next week hosted Monday night football. So they got a week and a half to host Monday night football. Uh, where the commanders had to travel well, for that, and granted, the commanders still want that. Well, that kind of
2: lessens the normal Thursday advantage, though Thursday to Sunday. Advantage, not if they I had to stay say. home.
1: If if the Eagles had had to travel, I would agree with you more. You know what I mean? Because you're giving the commanders that extra day of rest, and then you know they get to stay at home. But whatever, like that's In any silly, case, I, I, I don't the, want to focus on that. But it is it is a huge advantage
2: to. for Dallas. Sure, there's two more things I wanted to get to with the Cowboys. Number one, um, I mean, it's not why they they won the game, but that did the, 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 t- the touchdown by the Giants, the first one that was wiped off the board was such a bad. And also like, yeah, I know it's not necessarily the difference in the game, but just kind of like the no clear recovery thing in the Eagles Cowboys game once upon a time that does oh really gosh. like shift the vibe of the game after you work so hard to get a touchdown like that. And yet he gets called back by a penalty that has nothing to do with the score. I'm sure you've watched the replay. I like by letter of the law. Yes. You can say it was a, a, a like he was downfield, but like, the the spirit of that rule is but not if he's down, why that if, flag is yeah, thrown but that's, though.
1: That's like saying, oh well, that holding penalty had nothing to do with that the side of the field that the play happened on. Like the letter of the law, the the rule but was you broken. You could
2: like do that every single play though. Like that's just not. But it's it's not it, designed like, to be on a. Play you're focusing on where, a tiny. Let me get through this. The right tackle is pass blocking the Cowboys defensive lineman, and he only moves downfield in like a natural progression of his blocking, not to create an illegal advantage. And also, that flag was very late, by the way. Um. So that was kind of a big. You bummer could play for the this, Giants there.
1: My point is, you could play this game with anything. Like you can Like you could argue some of Tyler Smith's penalties are not like holding. They're just him dominating. Like you know what I'm saying. Like you, you can you can make this ambiguous like however the you Giants want to.
2: Defensive lineman at one
1: point. <laughs> so the the setup to that play though that sequence was Mike McCarthy going for it on fourth down early on. I loved that. Like there are a lot of Cowboys fans who hated that. I love yeah. that. I mean, it's like not, it's I, not a wrong decision. I love like you know walking around like you're the better team like saying like Zeke
2: too like zeke's good at getting you know
1: right but but like i love the perspective of like you know we we're we're so confident that we own this team yeah like we're we're fine surrendering a touchdown here which almost happened to your point and we know we'll overcome that and they Mm -hmm. you know
2: did technically um but like the second thing i wanted to get to if you're done well, I
1: was just just gonna add to that point. Like, there's too much revisionist history that goes like on, like, because the Giants wind up getting a field goal out of that. People are like, well, they gave up three points. Yeah, so what? But what if they'd gotten the first down? Like, it's like live and die with that aggressive nature. I would take that a hundred out of a hundred times over the conservative, like, week. Like, oh no, like if you believe in your mm-hmm. offense, go get it. Uh, like like Doug Peterson
2: did at the end of the Jags Ravens and game. Brandon Staley uh i didn't see that one i saw the doug one live it was, it was um,
1: the exact
2: same thing <laughs> okay well, cool <laughs> i just i didn't see it i didn't see it happen um your boy brandon staley the other thing is and i have a giants thing to get to once we get to the Giants section still from this game of course naturally but um the uh other thing is Cowboys, can you just sign odell beckham junior already like i know that if you if this was not a cowboy situation i have and this uh, this big, you know, drawn out thing is very good for you as a content creator and page oh, views and TikTok it. views and everything. Sure, sure. I, and I get that from that standpoint. I acknowledge that. But from like, I feel like if this were any other team and it did not impact your team, you would just make like, just sign them already. Like it's so dumb. This is so obnoxiously drawn out. Just sign. Just do it. Why is it being drawn out? What do you want to hear my theory? Happening for a month. Just do it. Do you want to hear my
1: theory? I don't know if sure. that I've expressed it to you. But I've some people at B 2 B have heard it. Um, I mean, it's not like a like like a legitimate theory. It's just kind of like a fun, ha ha he he, you know, sort of thing. Um, so I now found it, laugh. I found it oddly coincidental. So, like, if we trace this back to just the the genesis of where the theory was born. It's your favorite um, genesis song. The um, um, what is that one? Um, invisible touch. Uh, okay. That's my favorite. Yeah. Um. Wow, look at that music poll. Well done. Um. Anyway. Uh. So. The Sunday that the Cowboys played the Vikings, which was the Sunday before Thanksgiving Day, that morning, and you know this very well, you know, you get your standard Sunday morning news dumps, blah, blah, blah. The National Insiders open up the notebooks, whatever. It comes out that Sunday morning that, that the Cowboys and Giants are Odo Beckham Jr.'s final two teams. Why? why? Why that Sunday morning? The same Sunday that the Cowboys were the number one game for CBS. Hey, okay, Brian Windhorst. Well, uh, that's I actually when I tweeted this out sort of in a little bit of a thread and somebody responded with that that like uh, that meme. Uh, but so that Sunday, the Sunday in question, the Cowboys were CBS's number one game with Jim Nance, Tony Romo, Tracy Wilson. So huge stage. And granted, CBS cut away from them, um, you know, because <laughs> the score was so bad. But mm-hmm. they talked about it. Right. CBS in their big national window talked about this, whatever. So. Cowboys Giants and this is the numbers supported this but before the Thanksgiving Day game I said this is the biggest game of the season outside of the Super Bowl from a ratings perspective like just talking about that in terms of viewership the Dallas Cowboys Thanksgiving Day game does the most monster number of any game that is not the Super Bowl so the Sunday before the game that featured the Cowboys and Giants it comes out that the Cowboys and Giants are Odo Beckham Jr.'s final two teams why? Like, why, why would the Giants have, at that point in time, been ahead of the Bills, been ahead of the 49ers, been ahead of the Chiefs? It made no sense whatsoever. And then, you know, I get it. He played for the Giants, obviously, whatever. So, of course, what happens on Thanksgiving, on Thanksgiving Day? The lead-up, all Odell Beckham Jr. on the pregame shows. During the game, they do a special segment. They flash an Odell tweet, blah, blah, blah. It's a huge story, blah, 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 blah. What comes out after, or in the lead-up of all that, and throughout it all, he's going to visit the team on December 5th. Do you know what day December 5th is? No, it's next Monday. Okay, so okay. Oh, the Odell story got big pop on for the Cowboys on the number one CBS broadcast. The Odell story got big pop for the Cowboys on the number one Fox broadcast on Thanksgiving Day, which mm-hmm. literally had the more more viewers than any regular season game ever. Uh, I don't know if you saw that forty two million people watched. And now his visit with the Cowboys, to your point, why is it taking so long? Is slated to occur one day after the Dallas Cowboys are on Sunday Night Football this week. NBC's Number one broadcast. So, but why don't like,
2: I get what you're saying? But no, just, my, just, just do my, it my point is, I, I,
1: I think my general theory is the Cowboys, Odell, all people involved are very comfortable with getting as much attention as possible out of this. They're having mm-hmm. fun with it. And if they are, that's cool. They're winning while they're doing it. So, you know, it's not like it's hurting the team or anything like that. But yeah, like this is a very strange and unique thing. But CBS, Fox, and NBC will all have benefited from it in their prime opportune windows.
2: I also think, like at this point, it's just the hype is really, you know, like you're setting expectations very high, and I
1: don't know about that. I, I think I mean, you are because there's well, no, so well, much like, hype around we've, it. Like, oh, we've this done this
2: massive deal for a player coming off a significant injury, and I can't only speak for your eleven point three yards per reception last year. With we the have Rams, done our so job wasn't even that great.
1: We have done our job at BTB as far as tempering expectations, and that's that's all we can do is is be measured and cautious. I'm not if, just
2: calling out you; I'm saying the collective. Well, I mean, if you're mad about the collective, we're going to be mad
1: about everything forever. But well, that's this do. does that's my this thing. does feel inevitable, um, and so yeah, like and and again, why go visit the Giants now? Well, like why? <laughs>
2: Like it's, it's, just, it's just, I just I just want it to be done with. Like it's I don't I don't care it's just being too drawn out. Well, you know what? The plane I, I agreed is, with you
1: before, but now that I know it annoys you, I I yeah. hope it continues on forever. The plane um, thing
2: it's, it doesn't even it's just like what's the point? Like it's okay, it's like no, there's a the new report that he's going to find the cowboys. Yeah, I've seen like 10 of those reports already. What is the, the point the, of another new report the, that says he's going to the cowboys? To add add to the point is to add to the mix.
1: And and you can disagree with the spirit behind that, but it is that is the point
2: at this point in time. Well, once he once the plane story came out, and that's when I actually I knew he was going to sign to the cowboys because oh, that was very fair oh my gosh let's device. move on to the
1: giants natural segue the team who lost on thanksgiving we need day a break. um okay you know what let's let's take a break let's I'm hear so a word tired. from we our need sponsors to take a long break let's take a very quick break and hear a word from our sponsors Welcome back wow. during the break. I'm so refreshed during the break. Brandon said he went and got a Capri Sun. What flavor is it, Brandon?
2: I don't even know what kind of flavors there are for Capri Sun. Isn't just, it like, aren't it's they like strawberry
1: same? kiwi. I feel confident saying okay. that's a flavor.
2: Yeah, that sounds right. Um, hard to go wrong. Are they really that different? Is there any like big difference in a Capri Sun flavor?
1: I feel like that is literally the purpose of the flavoring is to establish a is difference like in flavor.
2: Huge is it a huge difference? What do you know? Blind, what is your like favorite? Taste
1: um, what is your favorite thing to drink that is like a a box or pouch that you poke a straw into? Sips.
2: What is that? It's like a iced tea juice box that I used to have when I was like in kindergarten. I think uh, you, t- right? you were drinking yeah. iced
1: tea in kindergarten. Look at you.
2: Yeah, it like explains it was like how you're a, six foot five. It was like a juice box, six foot nine. Uh, sips i think it has what that, a couple s's at the front really good what about you i, I will go high C. the yellow box mm. stick the straw are you talking about juice or are you talking about anything
1: anything you want because you could have gone like some kind of milk you know what i was mean gonna like, say, I like a yoo-hoo. yeah i've never been a yoohoo person like but i need more, the bottle I...
2: honestly i don't want the box mm.
1: um you know what it is good doesn't come in a box but the strawberry nesquik comes in mm. like a plastic bottle not not because the yoohoo is like a glass bottle right
2: Um, yeah, I do like a banana Nesquik.
1: That sounds really good. All right. Um, this show not sponsored by Nesquik, um, the New York giants, similar to our blink one eighty two, you know, gatekeeping sort of thing. Now everybody, well, now everybody is like, man, I don't know The giants could miss the playoffs. Yeah. Why don't you listen to the NFC's mixtape? That's That's what we were talking about last week. Um, look, they're down bad. Like from an injury standpoint, that is totally fair context. Mm -hmm. Um, that being so you can't said, can't crush them for it. No, like I don't, I don't think that they're losers or anything like that. Like they're just, you know, not only are they now hurt, but they're reaching the like tough part of their schedule. Um, and and not only the tough part, they have such consequential games brewing, especially now that they have these. Well, not for them, but the the commanders mm. playing them back to back for yeah. them. Um, like this, this is this is a tough thing, and if they get through it, I mean, kudos. Like, and I think they right. deserve kudos already. Like, I'm I i do not want to take away from what the Giants have accomplished. Um, but it is not looking good for them right now uh, with the the road that is unfolding in front of them.
2: Yeah. I think the season's kind of already a success for the most part. Right. uh, Because you feel good about the long term, Although it could really end on a sour note. If they (laughs) joke down the stretch here and miss the playoffs, it doesn't mean everything is a failure, but it does kind of like raise a little bit more doubt than you would have thought that if they did, there's like zero doubt that, Oh yeah, they're headed in the right direction. We're playing with house money. doesn't even matter if we're one and done in the playoffs. Whereas if they miss it, it's like, was all the, the beginning kind of a flash in the pan? Or are they going to revert back to the same old Giants? And so a couple things from this game uh, and really beyond this game. Saquon, who we've taken the L on, on this podcast, last six games, 3.6 yards per carry and 4.7 yards per reception. That's really bad. Um, his longest run. In that stretch, 27 yards, came against the Texans, who are the worst team in the NFL and aren't good at defending the run, like many other teams. But still, Mm -hmm. they are not, uh, as you saw when Derrick Henry just destroyed them. And his longest reception in that stretch is 12 yards. So the early season Saquon has not been recent Saquon, and he was a big reason why they were able to win games, these one-score games earlier on. And since then, has not been the same guy. Uh, which is a big concern when you might have to sign what, well, when you will have to make a decision on this guy's future and what you want to do with him long-term. And I think you can't really sign him. I don't think you can. Like this is, I don't, I don't know tag. that you got to tag him. Sure. But I don't know that this is a guy who I saw when he's at his best, yes, he's one of the very best running backs in the NFL. He's dangerous, but I don't know from a durability standpoint that this is like Derrick Henry, you no know, guy who's like built to last right. and can have these freak. And to be fair, many running backs aren't that because that's really hard to do um but like derrick henry like zeke to some extent i I don't know if saquon is one of those guys
1: i think that's all fair um sorry i'm looking something up here um but are you looking at my tweets no i wouldn't do that um i have no need for that i tweeted um i mean i'm sure you did um it's it's kind of sad like like don't get me wrong like i'm not sad that the giants are gonna lose and maybe fall out of the playoffs but like. It is a whimper. You know what I mean? Like, a, it's a, whim, a whimpering sort of end. And there's no shame in that. You know Because I mean? the first, like, they did some mm, really improbable it's a little things. Shame. But, so, their point differential is minus seven right now. Mm. Oh. <laughs> um, they are ranked. What do you think they're ranked in overall team DVOA? Uh, 20th. 20th. They are 21st. So, you mm. um, did not go over. So, you're still eligible for the show. the right rules. Um, yep. they, they are 16th offensively. 28th defensively, and 16 from a special team standpoint. They're an average team that has had some above-average moments that they deserve credit for, but I think if they... If they're a playoff team, do you think Mm -hmm. that they survive the Commanders to be the sixth seed? in the nfc or do you think they're a seven seater team for the playoffs
2: i think it's i think they're gonna drop down to seven if they make it and here's what i'll say about this final stretch i think this final stretch should be very telling for daniel jones i think if he is the guy to Mm -hmm. ride with it's not like you know he's going to be putting up massive 300 yard numbers just because of all the injuries and the lack of support he has in some ways but still like If you're truly franchise guy, superstar, you get this team to the playoffs. You find a way, you get this team in, and again, maybe you're you're one and done, but you get them there. You don't allow a total collapse. Daniel Jones, I have been like kind of not ready to be out on him for a while. I've been, I feel like, been trying to be more fair than to him than maybe he possibly deserves. But that Cowboys game, I'm leaning towards out on him. I might be out on him. Uh, I I think the only thing that can save him is like a good stretch uh, down here or down down the stretch run. Some of those throws, RJ, on those like gotta have it third downs and that one over the turnover on downs, dudes are like wide open in the flat and he's missing them or he's throwing behind Saquon or two. like what are you doing? Like this is I gotta mean, have it throws. I know he doesn't have the best supporting system, but he did not make the most of what he had on plays that he should have had. That one, I forget uh, what's his name. I made mean, like that insane twisting catch just to be able to get that. Like that was that was a big red flag to me. I'm like that is not franchise quarterback stuff right there
1: you're terming it gotta have it or, or or i'm sorry uh in or out on I daniel leverage. jones right no no but you're you're terming it like whether you're in or out i think the, the like the best way to term it i if i have to give if i have to bring one person back it's saquon right like i like, i think you could like there's a inherent value that daniel jones offers as the quarterback of your team but like if i have to bring one of them back and i'm, I'm only going to commit to one of them for 2023 it's saquon like saquon has proven that he is a very talented player once again that is not that level of proof is not there for daniel jones i want to like tie a bow on this with a couple of things one so the Eagles and Cowboys to the NFC East are what the Bills and Dolphins are to the AFC East right? like the two clear teams at the top uh with teams at the bottom who are kind of contending and, and may wind up taking the entire d- the division to the playoffs you agree with this mm-hmm. which New York team is better the Jets or the Giants um
2: I think the Jets have the higher ceiling I agree with that um which is just
1: that didn't it's just a weird uh, Again, it was obvious, but it is also still unsettling that it's happening. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just kind of a weird thing in that sense. I also think that maybe the Giants, the way that Saquon deserves credit, I think the Giants deserve credit for Kadarius Tony. Like mm. th- there was a lot of like, oh, he's going to Kansas City. He's gonna go off now. Do you know how many receptions Kadarius Tony has as a member of the Chiefs? I don't. What would you guess? I don't know. Ten. He has six catches for 69 yards. Nice. Mm, nice. Um, he does have the one touchdown, but they were like, and look, they missed on the pick. Like that's embarrassing, right? But like, they that was the old regime. That was Dave Gettleman. Like, I do believe it's hard if you're a Giants fan to allow, like, to 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 force yourself to not. You know, lean into the expectation. But like you said, you should tell yourself, you know what? We have a chance to go be like a one and done playoff team, whatever. Um, so and we have the perfect, like remember, we said at the beginning of the season, this Jalen Hurts has to prove one way or another whether you're going to commit to him in 2023 mm-hmm. or beyond. He has proven that. Daniel Jones, yep. you have the perfect, you know, vacuum to prove yourself in. So you've like by accident or purpose, whatever you're gonna call, it, like designed the perfect sort of focus group for Daniel Jones. So I think that's a good thing. I do think that the Giants are the um like walking wild card win for somebody i don't know who that is but right now it would be the san francisco 49ers like because oh, yeah. they're the, the six seed. but so it's destroyed like, but that's what i'm saying like they they are going to represent like an easy ticket to somebody if they get in like they're the, the like far the least intimidating team to draw on the wild card round if they do mind wind up getting there
2: last thing i'll say on daniel jones is that i just i think someone's gonna have to pay if they you know, collapse here and don't make the playoffs. And it's not gonna be the coaching staff, obviously. It's not gonna be them, Dable or think, you know, or um uh Martindale. I don't or or Kafka. Like I don't think any of those guys are getting fired. Um, in fact it's possible that one of them might get hired in theory. Um I think that's more likely than fired. So I don't think they're gonna have to pay. And I think Saquon's gonna be back on the tag, like you said. So like someone's gonna have to pay for the failure. That's whether even if that should have be the case or not. That's how like I feel like NFL owners can operate. Certainly, I thought Carson Wentz, you know, being traded was right. was deserved, but also that was like a Jim Irsay very personal. Like we're done. We're Carson Wentz. We, I don't care who our next quarterback is, but they cannot be Carson Wentz. I think the Maras uh, slash the Tisses might be in that spot with Daniel Jones if they collapse down the stretch. Where or even if they don't want to, it's not like as personal as it was with uh, Irsay and Carson Wentz. Where like there, there's going to be pressure on someone. There's going to be a fall guy, and I think it might be Daniel
0: Jones.
1: All guys an intense way to put it, but you're right. Um like somebody's going to have to answer so to speak for, mm-hmm. you know, this particular thing. Interesting question. Just kind of looking around and I I want to make sure no guaranteed money for Jared Goff in 2023. Who's to say the Lions don't move on? right? Like, cuz you're kind of at that point if you're the Lions, it's a different thing. It's not the NFC North mixtape, but like he's finally cuttable after the huge contract that the Rams gave him that the Lions absorbed in the trade. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff is the quarterback of the New York Giants. No, like like that, know. they're they're a better team, are they not? Like with, with him. I mean, because like guess. but like who's the answer? Who's the would-be free agent answer for them? You know what I'm saying? Like, and they're they're equipped Jimmy enough G. to be competitive. Well, I mean, it's a whole different thing. Uh Jimmy G in New York would be exhausting. Like the like the the level of coverage and, and the stuff. Jimmy G man. Oh, nice. Uh very, very well done. By the way, um, this will be a topic in the offseason. I think you know how we saw. We saw Dalton Schultz, David Njoku, and was it Mike Kaseki that all got the, t- the tag at tight end last year? We're in for like a tag-assence uh, among running backs. Saquon's probably going to get the tag. I have to believe that Tony Pollard's going to get the tag. It's just impossible mm. that the Cowboys would let him walk. Josh Jacobs probably going to get the tag. Um, is Miles yeah. Sanders in a contract here? Um he
2: is. I don't think they're so, tag him, though. Uh,
1: maybe not him, but like there's going to be a lot of tags happening at the running back position. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to the Washington Commanders, who... We're fortunate that the Atlanta Falcons are the Atlanta Falcons. I know you were getting busy for the night game. Did you see mm-hmm. the way this sequence ended? Like this game ended I, for the on Falcons?
2: replay, I did not watch it live, yes.
1: Dude, it was unbelievable. And I, I wasn't like, I was obviously rooting against the Commanders, but I wasn't like passionately rooting against them. But still, it was kind of frustrating. Like, you know, when you're rooting against a team in that situation, like whatever you might need, and you're like, how did you blow it? Like, it was kind yeah. of like wild that the Falcons <laughs> Well, blew it's the game. Falcons. That's true. But they blew it twice on, <laughs> on offense. Yeah and defense uh or special teams if you want to call it that but commanders got the win they are seven and five they deserve all of their flowers ron rivera's job i think is well secure um oh, yeah. we can touch on the sean taylor honoring if you want to call it that Ooh. uh where do you want to go here because i don't know that there's no. a lot to take from the game like it was kind of like a ho-hum game
2: i will say uh you know a lot of one score games here so the commanders deserve credit certainly for you know pulling through and executing cover the spread and- too
1: if if you're yeah, putting some sure
2: you know in playing that. better football football than they were you know earlier this year for sure i'm not trying to say they're bad again but like there have been a lot of one score games here so they have been getting i think more fortunate lately um certainly taylor heineke is not like you know this amazing player but he is a guy you can win with as you guys were talking about on monday football monday um doesn't he doesn't beat the commanders he doesn't you know shoot themselves in the foot um so you know they're they're in a a nice spot because they're surging here They get this big opportunity going up against the giants uh it once looked like their season was dead in the water after that bad start and now it looks like they're pretty decent bet not a lock but a decent bet to get a wild card spot here uh i think you have to give credit to how they've they found their identity that is that's like By the way, I feel like that's the most overused phrase in football analysis. Like you see that on the broadcast before the game. They they just need to get their identity. And I think a lot of that. Stick to who they are. It doesn't mean anything. A lot of times when people say that, but I think in this case, I can point to you their identity and it's that really good defense and it's a ball control offense. It's how they beat the Eagles. They played ball control. That's their style of play right now. It's definitely not a style of play that probably is going to lead them to a championship and going to work long-term, but it's working for them right now
1: defense that's still getting chase young back which is gonna i mean like that is one of the more like i don't know butterf-
2: though I'm, i think i've kind of soured on that i know but like he's not healthy
1: <laughs> i agree with you in, in like whatever but like they have they have played that conservatively and it's worked out for them right like they, they've gotten to this point where they are they are technically a playoff team right now and i don't know like it's he he represents one of the biggest butterfly effect moments uh, of the nfc east right now like like who he is because of the fact that they they play the Giants twice and the Cowboys once like he represents a huge butterfly effect opportunity to change the fortunes of things also I mean they play the Niners like you know what I mean they could impact the Mm -hmm. NFC West and therefore impact the team who one of the NFC East teams plays you know whatever
2: um well I think I I mean one of them yes sorry the Cowboys are locked in I think if they get that five seed to the Bucks in the south but yeah
1: no, but like at some point, you know what I'm saying? Like and mm-hmm. dictating where that game would be, you know what I mean, as opposed to San Francisco, Seattle, depending yeah, on the people. other the other
2: uh, NFC East teams. Yeah. I think
1: people will look back at this Washington season and look at the Eagles win as the like the like you said like another overused thing is like the moment everything changed like people will look for the eagles game is that moment the moment was the chicago win that we talked about the thursday night game no but like i mean like that a is a bad win it well. it was bad and ugly and weird and it, it's like doesn't it, and they almost didn't a, win they
2: came down to that goal that's, what, line. that's what i'm
1: saying like it doesn't have the like sex appeal that the eagles win does to be like we we were the first team to knock off the unde- undefeated yeah. eagles whatever but like that's when the run started like you know sure. what i mean like they deserve credit for that um so i just they have taken advantage of what you have to take advantage of. And this feels similar to the 2012 Washington season. Remember when they were two and seven and they just like ripped off mm-hmm. seven in a row and they they won the division. Again, the division kind of collapsed around them, which allowed that, um, namely the Cowboys. But I mean, they're this. I'm so interested to watch these next two games for the commanders and that bye week being sandwiched in never do that again. NFL, that is so Mm -hmm. stupid to have the commanders play the giants twice in a row.
2: I think maybe an apology could be due for me writing off the commanders earlier this season was doubting who I thought uh, highly of in the past Ron Rivera in that, like the thing we said about him, the appeal there is that he's an adult in the room. He's going to keep things relatively stable, and that's exactly what happened here. Like he didn't let the season totally spiral out of control, like bad head coaches would. And adversity hits, and things go to total disaster. He kept things stable. He kept it normal. That's a big. I don't think that's totally fair.
1: He he had the one misstep with the Wentz line where he publicly doubted him, and like I'm not defending Wentz here, but that that's not something a head coach should do. He created that particular firestorm. But to your point. Um, the Sean Taylor thing that happened, which was horrible uh, this past week, the latest Sean Taylor thing that happened that has been horrible. I do think that would have a bigger impact on different locker rooms than it does under Ron Rivera. And I think that Ron learned from the way he handled the Wentz thing. And it's similar to uh, what was, do you remember what Robert Sala's quote was about Zach Wilson? Um, Like how he said, like Robert said that Zach's line about being bench was like, why me or whatever. Like We were talking about that on Friday and like, Look, you can think Zach Wilson sucks all you want, but that's a really awful thing for Robert Sala to say. That's really kind of selling his dude out, and I think he probably learned from that. He probably didn't realize how that was going to play in in front of the media and how that quote was going to get taken. And I think the same sort of thing happened to Ron. Even though he's a much more seasoned and veteran head coach, he had a misstep with the Carson Wentz thing, and I would argue the misstep was trading for him to begin with, the genesis, there's that word again, for our first ever emergency episode. So in many ways... This season was foretold the moment that the the commander commanders traded for Carson Wentz, man. Um, But so there's a floor. That's what I've always said with Ron Rivera. There's a floor. I'm just saying he 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 deserves credit, but but he deserved his his criticism for that moment. But he He has rallied the troops back.
2: But I'm saying the thing, the appeal with him to me is he brings a floor, and a lot of other head coaches, I think the floor drops out for them, and you could hit rock bottom. And I don't think you're necessarily going to hit rock bottom with him the way other coaches, lesser coaches would.
1: Would you rather have Ron Rivera or Todd Bowles right now?
2: I mean, I will take Todd Bowles' body of work, um, although it's tough because I, I, I think, think it is probably, tough. I, I, I think, I think it's he's very tough. I, I think he's an elite, elite. He might be the best defensive coordinator in the NFL, but I don't know if he's a great head coach.
1: Would you rather have Ron Rivera or Dan Campbell?
2: Um, probably Rivera. Just again, body of work. I think you have to That's
1: take I'm saying, like Ron Rivera or Kevin Stefanski.
2: I mean, I would probably swing on the upside of Stefanski.
1: And plus offensive-minded head coach right like i mean but still like you know this did not feel but like in it was going to be better way. now
2: you have to give rivera more credit yeah
1: um ron rivera or arthur smith in atlanta i mean they I've just never, beat them Ar- arthur smith <laughs>
2: i've never been an arthur smith guy. i do think, also, i don't want anything kind of cute with the but falcons i agree in any way i mean dan quinn is working out for you guys but still like i'm not betting on anything falcons D- don't get anything falcons near me don't want uh, it
1: last one ron rivera or cliff kingsbury
2: I mean, I've never been a cliff guy. Right.
1: Um, also, not well,
2: never been a Sean McVay guy, and I've been vindicated. I wish oh, they did not dude. win the Super Bowl. No, 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 no. So We bad.
1: have never been Sean Mc. We have been the only people who think you know, like you, you get mad about the Belichick comparison all the time, but like it was so stupid of people that like people act like he's infallible. And you know what, Bob? Like, I hope he's okay from the Boy, you saw, well. You saw the jaw thing. I hope he's okay, but. He's the he's the exact person who the national media will like instead of criticizing them for losing, they'll have fun with the the oh, Look thing. how funny and, he is right exactly like he'll get command manned and everything. It's like <laughs> but nobody will talk about how the Rams stink. Um, hmm. So whatever. Uh, my last thing on the commander is not football related. The black uniforms really. Are awesome. Um, I I think that they're a really good look. If they get rid of the the lines bordering the names on the back,
2: yeah,
1: like if you get rid of those, I'm told like they're 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 their best uniform by far. Like wear them all the time. They look good. I really like those black uniforms.
2: I mean, the regular by the way just aren't good. As part um, of the issue there,
1: both gang green green whatever people. Ah, uh, that debuted black helmets this season. Won their debuts. Other teams did not. The Arizona Cardinals lost in their black helmet debut. You have to
2: explain to the listeners what they right. mean so, by that. Ah,
1: uh, so several teams um debuted black helmets this season. Alternate helmets, and some teams wear them with black uniforms. Some don't. Um, but uh, actually, I think all of them do. Um, but the Cardinals lost their debut with their black helmets. Mm-hmm. They have, I think, they won since, but they lost the debut. Um, the Commanders lost their debut to the Cowboys. I think the Panthers won their debut too, now that I think about it, that Thursday mm. night game against the Falcons. Um the, the Jets Saints lost. the Saints lost they're the ones who didn't wear the black uniform. They wore them in London oh, and they wore them with the white jersey. That's um, so dumb. They, right. They lost on that last second field goal against the Vikings. Man, that Vikings like the fact that they barely eat that out is so sad in hindsight. Um, but anyway, um, so the Saints lost their debut. I think they were the first team to lose the, the debut Um, Anyway, um, the Jets were the first team to win a mm-hmm. debut in them. Then the Panthers and the Eagles just did it on Sunday night with the full black getup. But like like we said, if you're going to do it, do it at night. Like, unveil it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like That's the right way to do it. Um, but, yeah, get rid of the Lions, Commanders, and I'm all the way in. By the way, just quickly on the Saints. Again, the fact that Peter King had them as his number one seed in the NFC it just is wild to think about. So,
2: um, uh, So you mentioned – you mentioned why the the, the green nation thing because gang green nation for the jets the sp right. site and bleeding your nation uh i did want to get your thoughts on the eagles black helmet while we're talking about that
1: um it is so the best looking black helmet of the new ones um might be the commanders now because i really like the w on the front you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I like the placement; it's not too big. Like I, I really Front and do center, like it for those who um,
2: are not uh, watching the YouTube. Right, station. like
1: it's over the forehead. Um, the one I like the least is the Saints. I, I don't like it that much. I agree. Um, I don't know why it doesn't work. I really don't like the Cardinals one because the for some reason the bird the is like metallic. Yeah, I don't need mm-hmm. like keep the same red. Um. But well, I mean,
2: I meant like the metallic red, like the, the stealth, like that's, red that's what I'm saying. Like, like yeah. keep
1: the same red, like a cherry red would look awesome, like kind of like the Falcons. Um, you know what? What black addition will be great to the Cardinals is just just put a black stripe on your white helmet. That would look cool. You know what I mean? Like just literally okay. put a black stripe on the white helmet. Um, but I don't like the Jets logo. Like the, I, I hate oval logos. I don't like the Niners logo or the Packers. It's not a logo. It's a letter. It's a stamp. Um, well, what's
2: their name. I also, they the go the team.
1: Right. They go metallic as well, um, but on the face mask, which is kind of distracting. You know what, mm. what I mean? For the Jets, they go with a metallic green face mask. I've never thought the Panthers have good uniforms. I know a lot of people I disagree. Think that, think that I they love look, their right. black. I
2: mean, so the Thursday night football, they're black and blue. That was great.
1: Not, not a fan. I guess by process of elimination the Eagles because it looks the most similar to their normal helmet. You know what I'm saying like and the Eagles have a very strong looking helmet. Like and it is I love the the way the spirit of the Vikings, the Eagles yeah. and the Rams, Rams helmets like yep. how their their helmets are like extensions of what those animals or mascots would be. So right. it yeah, you know, they win the by process of elimination.
2: Yeah, it, uh, so my thought on them is that I was not very excited leading up to the game because all of the pictures I kept seeing them in it looked like dark gray to me because mm. it's not matte that's one thing i don't like. i think it should be matte black i don't like mm, how it's disagree. not matte black i like the shiny um, black okay so it, it looks bad in like bright light though so i think they can't they almost like can't wear those during a day game which usually they don't but they have in the past so i don't think they can because it's going to look like to oh, at least to me i think it's going to look like more dark gray than it does even black so i don't like that to begin with um they looked better in the dark certainly at the night game I just think they're so subtle. I don't even think you can notice a difference. Like it's, unless you're like really paying attention to it, I don't really think there's a big difference from the dark green to that black.
1: That's what, like, none of them really like wow me. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what the commander's one kind of does. And and the commanders has the, the W because it has the yellow, it pops, you know what I mean? So that's why I do kind of like them the most. Um, but you're right, because the forest green is is so dark like already, it. like or whatever. Um, there there is not much of a difference and it it looks like even like less of a difference because the Eagles have worn those black uniforms before with mm-hmm. the midnight green helmet, so it really is yep. like the tiniest little adjustment. Yeah, um, it's
2: I'm I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying don't do it, but it's funny how the excitement is there. Oh, the black helmets, and it's like this is like barely any different. It's so subtle. Last uh, question on these lines to see the Who, Kelly Green helmet, right?
1: Who has? Oh, and the Seahawks are going to bring their throwback back. I'm loving this. Loving this. It's all good um who has the best black helmet in your opinion of all eligible ones in the nfl
2: i mean you just ran them through them all but i don't have them in front of me um I th- there's one correct oh, answer you mean like so not just the ones you talked about but
1: right yeah like nor, like even standard helmets as the well. steelers stuff no the ravens that's the best black helmet in the nfl the black and purple looks sick no um
2: i like those colors but i think the Steelers. i like this i like the mat of the steelers. i hate
1: how the steelers refer to themselves as like black and, and gold sometimes you're not white you're, you're yellow it's not you know it's not gold it's yellow um so that's my point um let's pick these games for uh week 13 we will pick all of the games as mentioned with Rob dad on the look ahead on the espionation nfl show you can listen to that on friday or watch it live it's up to you um but subscribe to the espionation nfl show leave a rating right review uh we will go in chronological order as we always do so the cowboys have the night game uh the commanders and giants scoring off at noon uh that one's a little bit juicier um so let's do Eagles, Titans, which is also at noon in Philadelphia.
2: Yeah, it's a pretty like big one o'clock game. You know, two two teams that are like very good records. Um, we're Titans now, eight and three. Uh, and then well, and, and are- the
1: Chiefs and Bengals are also playing at noon, which so, is bothersome.
2: And there's some, I haven't, so as of we're recording this, I've not checked Twitter, but I see I have 180 missed tweets, which is making me very anxious. Um, and there's been speculation, I don't know if you've been keeping up with it, that the Eagles might get flexed to... Um, the afternoon? Uh, no, uh, the night game for week 14. Oh, the,
1: that's, that's what Pete and I talked about on Monday Football yes. Monday, because that's the Chiefs-Broncos game. Yes. Um, so Although, I would
2: just, if it were up to me, I would do the Dolphins-Chargers. I think that's the right call, because the just Dolphins just haven't my, been in primetime.
1: Just to be clear, to explain your point, next week, week 14, the yeah. Broncos and Chiefs are currently scheduled to play the Sunday night game, but the Broncos stink. Um, so Giants-Eagles is one option to place there, or Chargers-Dolphins. Um, so th- this is the week that that would happen if, if the NFL mm-hmm. is going to flex it. If they don't do it this week, they won't. They won't do it the week up, obviously. Um, so we'll see. I agree with you. I would like to see the Chargers and Dolphins, but, I mean, the NFC East is, you know, that sort of thing right now. Um, but um. – so, so my my one thing, uh, by the way, our friends at DraftKings have the Eagles as five-point favorites um, over the Titans. Yeah, that dropped
2: from, that opened at six and a half.
1: So normally, um, right, like, and, and this is true, like, any year, normally it's like, well, if we're going to lose, let's lose an AFC game, right? Like, they matter the least, but, like, that's, like, The the, the way the NFC East is and the Vikings being there, like you don't have that same, I don't want to call it luxury, but like this, this doesn't, this isn't the same, like sort of throwaway, like dismissiveness that you would normally have for an AFC loss if it did happen. Like last year, the Cowboys lost to the Chiefs and Raiders, and it was kind of like, well, you know, if you're going to lose a game, those are the ones that lose. This is a a must win. All all games are must wins, obviously, at this point. I mean, Eagles got to get this done, and Derrick Henry's coming.
2: So the AFC thing is interesting in theory because, yeah, it's the least, like, hurtful loss, although not necessarily when it comes to the common games tiebreaker, which could always be a factor, although that's I what, don't think that will be the case here.
1: That's what makes this season unique is that the Eagles also already have the tiebreaker over the Vikings and currently lead the Cowboys. So, like, their, their competition this season isn't a team that they haven't played. You know what I'm saying? Like, those those excessive tiebreakers aren't necessarily as applicable here.
2: Right. Yeah. But I'm just saying in theory, like, you know, you would think the AFC is m- m- not super meaningful and usually it's not, but it could be in theory mm-hmm. anyway. Uh, yeah. So from a Titans perspective, cause I know you're very big on them and I think there's every reason to think you should take the points in this matchup because first of all, Titans defense has been really good. Uh, so I think points are going to be at a premium in this game. I already like the point taking the points for that reason alone. Also, I would not sleep on a Jim Schwartz revenge game factor uh former eagles defensive coordinators is now
1: aj a... brown revenge
2: game it's, it... that's, that's the much bigger talking no, point nobody
1: hates their former team like aj brown
2: nobody well he definitely yeah i mean he's been tweeting about them throughout the season i will say for all for as much as you want to hype up the titans and i'm not trying to disrespect them i'm just saying i want to ask you a question what is the titans best win this year look at their um... schedule and tell me like what is like the win that you feel like really great about that that is like their signature win um maybe it's over the Packers on Thursday Night Football I mean after that you're looking at like the, the Commanders game but that was when Wentz was still playing so eh, not so,
1: really so a point I've made is that they have I and I do believe this they have the best losses which is a stupid sure. thing but they, they do have the best because they've lost to but the Giants the Bills the weak, Chiefs but yes <laughs> the, the Giants the Bills the Chiefs and the Bengals just well, so I mean they get
2: destroyed by the Bills but yeah I'm just
1: saying like they they have the most the but that Bills loss is bad. That's it's terrible. Um, Forty-one to seven. Like you're right. Like I do think their most impressive performance was the loss of the Chiefs, especially doing it without yep. Ryan Tannehill. Um, and what Malik Davis through Willis? Sorry, uh, Malik Davis, the Cowboys completed uh, five passes. Yeah, completed five passes. Um, so they they have. Do you know how many times? I don't know if you looked this up. Do you know how many times the Titans have scored more than twenty points since their I'm bye looking, week?
2: I'm looking at their schedule. Um,
1: so their bye week is what, was in week six. And since then, one time, one time. And it was that Packers win that you talked about. Yeah. Um Yeah. I mean, but th- that's like, and I hate like leaning on this, but like, that's their thing. Right. Is that they're, they're like a, a, a wrestle sure. match that they're going to, they're going to take you 10 rounds is, yes. is the
2: Titans game plan. But they're also, so more than one thing can be true. As I have said on the podcast, I really want a t-shirt that says that I think that should be an NFC East mixed tape t-shirt anyway. Um, yeah, I'm we can not selling
1: in all four team like colors. Like, we'll get like a Navy Cowboys one, a Kelly Green yes. one, a Burgundy one, and a, like no bright one will blue buy it
2: one except me. Uh, I, I'm not saying the Titans are bad, I'm just saying I know because I was, and part of what is prompting me to bring this up is I was looking at Music City Miracles SB Nations Tennessee Titans blog, and the conversation down there seems to be like, can the Titans beat a good team? Because they have not really done that so much to this point. So, that's that's definitely something that's being talked about. That's not to say they're tough they're not a tough team because they are and since 2018 when mike graber was hired titans have the best record Straight up as underdogs, they're twenty-two and sixteen. That's he's like the new a,
1: Mike Tomlin, as you have said. Um, I mean, yeah,
2: like he, like so. The and the Titans are underdogs in this game, so that that absolutely makes me nervous. This is a game that the Eagles can lose. I think it's going to be a dog fight. I think it's going to be a grind. Uh It could be a game that's decided by a field goal. So I like the points in this one, but I will take the Eagles. I think there is something to the AJ Brown revenge factor. I think he's going to bounce back after kind of being sick. Uh The offense, you just saw what they're able to do. I know it was in a way that might not be necessarily sustainable every week, but it encouraged me that the offense can still score a lot. The Eagles can win the trenches. So I think it's going to be a dogfight. I'll take the Eagles to win, but they won't cover.
1: I think that's how I land too. I'm not going to lock this up. I did lock the Packers up. Like I said, and pushed, um, but I would, I am certainly taking, if I'm picking against the spread, I'm taking the Titans easily. Yeah. Um, Cause this is, you know, how many one, not one possession games have they had? They beat the Packers by two possessions. Um, you're eight and three that,
2: against the spread this year, by the other way. Other
1: than that, they lost the bills Best. by two possessions. I mean, so or by more than one possession. Um, they they are tough, they, they and like I again, like we, we've we've used a lot of like tropes and cliches here, but like they are the true, like grind it out, like that is Mike mm-hmm. Vrabel's thing. Um, so I. If the Eagles are going to fall, the the Giants' games because they have two, obviously, those look a little bit less intimidating right now, and that's sure. why I'm very anxious to see the Giants. The Bears game, I'm yeah, you know, a little part of me was excited that Justin Fields got to rest, like get get right, Justin. You know, well, what I mean?
2: <laughs> we'll see get, if he even plays. We don't even know if he's. But that's back. what I'm saying.
1: Like of of the Eagles' remaining schedule, and like I said, heading and if he into, is they're also well,
2: pretty banged up now.
1: <laughs> heading into their last their upcoming two games a week ago, this felt like the one that the Eagles could drop right because this is a team that can. Mm-hmm out physical you cuz they can out physical anybody. It's yeah. not you know an Eagles thing. But this is the one that the, that is like lurking I think for the Eagles. And yeah, you know, and and plus you got to have this cuz you're kicking off a three game road trip. You know what I mean yeah. after this? Like you you got to have put this one in the bank and then, you know, hope the right things go your way. I will take the Eagles to win, but I will take the points certainly. Yep. Um, okay, let's get to the big NFC East matchup. NFC Peace, because all of the teams are good. That's why we call it Peace, because it's a peaceful sort of thing. Um, so uh, this is also um, well playoffs start now. You know, right? We got to win out. So we, the way we're looking at it, the playoffs start now. The Washington Commanders on the road are two and a half point favorites against the New York Jimmy G-Man.
2: I think you have to take the Commanders. Like, what I do you think really? So. The Giants are just so banged up. Um, not that they can't win but it's it's a tough path for them right now and the commanders are playing this effective strategy they have their identity I think the Giants are struggling with that just because of how injured they are and Daniel Jones inconsistency and I think the Giants identity is Saquon being good and he has not been good so I think all signs are pointing to the commanders right now
1: I think if the Giants win um it's like a Josh Jacobs sort of performance right like it's this crazy like Saquon goes off right like Saquon has like Mm -hmm. 40 carries for like 203 yards and two touchdowns on the ground and and I think he has like like kind of like Jacobs had the big what was it 83 or 86 yard walk off like Saquon has like a like an 84 yard screen pass that he takes to the house you know what I mean like it's one of those things and like we are kind of you you think that everybody's due except for the Eagles um the Commanders are kind of due right like like they're I wouldn't say they're like skating on thin ice but like they should have lost to the Falcons you know what I mean like they, like mm-hmm. if we're being fair like I would say yeah. You know, 20 teams win that game that that aren't the Falcons. Um, so the commanders are kind of skating thin. You could kind of see this as being the Giants like bounce back, you know, like put their feet in the ground. And then it's like, okay, now commanders, you get them in DC, landover, whatever, one time to kind of square this thing up. Mm -hmm. I will take I'll take the Giants. And and I'm getting points. So I'll take the Giants. Sure. Okay. Uh, well done. The Dallas Cowboys opened as nine-point favorites over the Indianapolis Colts that game on Sunday night football. That is now up to 11. Um, so they, I think that's the largest line of the week uh, as I look. Um, I don't see anybody anywhere near that, actually. Um, this is, uh, if we're being frank and being honest, and if you listen to this show and Not the right. SB Nation NFL show, this is the reckoning coming from me. Right? <laughs> this, is, this is my personal I mean. reckoning. Uh, Brandon's is coming soon with Justin Fields. I, I just – maybe you – it's a big spread. Maybe you don't think the Cowboys cover. Maybe there is, like, a garbage time thing. I don't see how the Cowboys lose this game, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, even not counting in the rest advantage, they're just a much better team. The Colts are, are – and, like – Micah Parsons might sack Matt
2: Ryan like four times. Like I was just going to say, you stole my thunder. I was going to say congratulations to NFC Defensive Player of the Week and Micah Parsons <laughs> um, because, yeah, I think the Colts are going to get killed here. I mean, Colts have a good defense, or at least they've been having defensive success recently um, for the most part. So maybe they cover just from a standpoint of it's not a super uh, high-scoring output for the Cowboys offense, and it's kind of a muck it up game a little bit. But I just don't think, I th- even if that's the case, I think the game will not reflect uh, the score being as close as it would be. So I think the Cowboys, I'm going to take them to win and cover. Um, You're laying 11 points. Yeah, I mean, Colts, they struggle to score. Uh, dude, offensive line is going to be a big issue.
1: They're so bad in the Jeff red Saturday. Saturday. Like, Dude, I mean... It's it really is. I I don't know what to think of that Colts Eagles game. Like in hindsight, you know what I mean. Like I really don't like. Was that like weird Saturday interim magic? Was that the Eagles, you know, starting to fall apart? Like I, it's it was it just a weird day. Like it's such a weird the first game, game without Goddard.
2: They played a lot of thirteen personnel in the first half. It clearly wasn't working at all. They've gone away from it completely since they went. They they didn't play it at all in the second half, and they scored two touchdowns. The offense kind of started to get back on track, and then they didn't do it at all really against the Packers. So I think they total, totally outsmarted themselves and i told you i thought that was like uncharacteristically um like galaxy brain stuff from the offense from both shane second and nick sirianni like that was like their worst performances of the season by far
1: let me um speaking of nick sirianni let me make a little fun bet here like not a real bet of consequence if the cowboys cover the line here that while we're recording so if the line might move but the 11 mm-hmm. points that's what i'm laying right here i'm to be clear i'm taking the i'm, I'm taking the points so i'm taking the colts to cover but dallas to win but if the cowboys cover I will do a Nick Sirianni. that was for Frank Rye compression on next week's <laughs> okay. NFC's mixtape. So
2: I'm sure people really want that.
1: I really want that. So, you yeah. know, emotional hedge, baby. You, you taught me that. Um, all right. Uh, so we have the Eagles at 11 and one, the Cowboys at nine and three, uh, and then we're split on the Giants. Um, so one of them is to eight wins. At the, at the end of next week, three teams in the NFC East are going to have at least eight wins, which is pretty wild mm. when you think about Unless it. Unless there's a tie. Oh, that would suck. I would hate to have to like factor that into stuff. I, I agree. I, I would not want to go through that. Okay. Um, does Donovan McNabb know that a tie is possible?
2: I don't know. Wait to ask him.
1: Mm, future NFC's mixtape guest. Brandon, as we leave, I would like you to um, say your favorite thing about pasta.
2: I'm not a big pasta guy. Uh, I do eat it from time to time. But it's not like, so it's one of these situations where I don't know if anyone else can relate. It's something you had a lot growing up. So you kind of burnt yourselves out of it. Mm. So my parents used to have that a lot for dinner. In fairness to my parents who are listening, I love you, mom and dad. Um, it, was a, it was a time, so they had me when uh, they were very young. They had me when they were only 23. So, you know, they they had not yet achieved a lot of financial stability at that time in life. So pasta was kind of like what they could afford. I totally get that. I'm not like blaming them. I'm just saying like the reality of the situation Mm. kind of burnt me out on wanting pasta a lot. Um, So it's not my favorite thing. Although my favorite pasta would be gnocchi, which is kind of cheating because it's not even fully pasta. There's a lot of potato in there and I love potato, but uh, I love a gnocchi. Uh, I love a, you know, a vodka rigatoni. Like love that sauce. I wish wait, you've never had, right?
1: (laughs) No, I never had that. That's Um, just so insane. I mean, you know, someday, um, actually as uh, we end that was a really good answer on the pasta uh, we bumped this recording up we normally record around one central um here on the mixtape but we recorded at 11 a.m central uh to give us time for what we found out was a meeting but also for the united states matchup uh, against iran so everybody listening to this knows the results what was the score of u.s iran
2: and we one left. to zero usa